0: We are in Doctrine and Covenant section 98, and we're going to start on verse 1. Verily I say unto you, my friends, and I love that he calls them friends. We just don't throw that out there, and I love that he loves them. Fear not, let your hearts be comforted, yea, rejoice evermore, in everything give thanks. And I just think this is such wise counsel that we have heard before, and I am not good at it. (laughs) Um, I have heard talks given, I have heard people speak of learning to give thanks amidst tribulation, And I'm floored because I don't think there has ever been a time that I have said this is so awesome I can't wait to see what the Lord is making out of me I am pretty sure every single time I murmur and complain and then every single time I cry and say please forgive me I'm so sorry I'm so grateful for X Y Z that happened because of that and um, I'm just amazed at that counsel and, and knowing what the saints are going through, the persecution that is happening and will only get worse. It, it, it isn't that I'm pointing this out to anyone else, but to myself. Um, I hope there is a time when I learn to wait patiently as verse two says on the Lord And that I just give thanks. And I think I shared with you guys my friend um, that I work with in the temple that's older. She's in her 80s and she was diagnosed with cancer. And um, I got to see her once um, when we came back to working at the temple before she began her chemo and radiation treatments. And as I talked to her, she asked if we would, her friends and family would fast for her, that she would know and be guided by the Lord what to do, and um, whether she should even do the chemo and radiation. And her family really encouraged her to, and she felt that she needed to, be because they weren't ready to let her go. And so I said to her, what was your feeling when you fasted? And she said, you know, Erin, I never got the feeling that I would be healed. But I did feel the Spirit say to me, walk with me. I will make of you more. And it makes me so touched at her attitude because she said, and I want to be more. Because truly, that's what I want. But I also want to be like her and follow her example and say, what would you want for me, Heavenly Father? Okay, and I, I love that when I asked my dad before he died, dad, is this, if this is COVID, are you ready to die? And he said, yes. But I think there is refining left to, do, left to do. And here's the truth. We're all gonna have refining left to do in the next life. So the goal is to do as much as we can and to get back and be pleased with how we have changed and grown and, and know that the Lord is pleased with the progress we've made. Okay, I love that in verse 3 it says, "Therefore he giveth this promise unto you with an immutable covenant that ye shall they shall be fulfilled. All things wherewith you have been afflicted shall work together for your good and to my name's glory," saith the Lord. And I love this because in come follow me it says, "Sometimes we suffer for our choices, sometimes we suffer for others' choices, and sometimes it's just life." but I love that it says all three will work and the Lord allows us to live in this temporal existence, knowing that other's choices will affect us, knowing our choices will affect us and life just happens and will affect us. But he also knows all of it, if we turn to him, will work for our good. All of it will refine us. She didn't do something to get cancer. Her family didn't do something to get cancer. But she is allowing that to work for her good and refine her. And I love that. And that's, um, I had someone say, are you seriously not angry that your dad has COVID? And I said, no one killed my dad. None of us believe someone killed my dad. COVID happened. None of that was a surprise to the Lord. And it was my dad's time to go. I love that Elder Eyring said, no worthy priest and male or female is taken before their time. And we have such a testimony of that and when we saw the suffering my dad was going through and we started to pray that he would would be taken quickly, our prayers were answered and we believe it was a miracle and I know my dad is happy. All of us have had witnesses of that and know he is happy and it makes me so happy that he knows he did what he was sent to do and that he was refined and became a great, great person but it was becoming I love in the footnote, 1 Nephi 21, 23, at the end, it says, And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. And I love that scripture because I think of the Nephites and Third Nephi sitting on the temple steps, talking. It says, marveling at all that had happened, the destruction. And that hit me so clearly that they were not afraid. They were marveling and they knew what it meant. The Savior was coming. The prophecy was coming true. And they were waiting at his house for him. And they were not ashamed. And I love that, that if we continue, none of it will be wasted. And we will be so glad. Love that. Okay, verse five. And the law of the land, which is constitutional, supporting the principles of freedom in maintaining rights and privileges, belongs to all mankind. Is justifiable before me. Um, I love that we have had so much in, in conference. Oaks is so great at it. I just re-listened to his conference talk about the Constitution and really had my conscience pricked as he talked about that we should um, trust other people are coming to a conclusion in their heart of what is best. And aren't we grateful that everyone has a difference of opinion and hopefully everyone's searching for answers and backing and prayer to get those it like I've said before it gives me great comfort that there are 15 red personalities leading our church that come to some sort of um conclusion through the spirit and through each other and all of them united to lead our church and that just makes me happy I am grateful it is not all one personality and on not all one school of thought There is comfort in that. Okay, um, it says in the handbook, I wanted to go to the Constitution, it says, um, the Constitution was written by the hands of wise men whom he raised up for that purpose. It was an act of God. And then it says, um, it is not enough just to choose good and righteous men to lead governments. Individuals must follow true and holy principles themselves. And I love that because then it goes on to say in verse 10, wherefore, honest men, wise men should be sought for diligently. And I love that because I think um, when my dad was alive, my daughter and I were just talking about that. We We would call him, he was a lawyer, and we would say, Dad, who should we vote for? And he would tell us. We knew he had researched it. We knew he had read and gone to things and heard them talk. And we knew we could take to the bank whatever he said. That was the wise and good choice. We really missed having him here because... It is really hard to vote and and not know what you're voting for. And so when it says that, that we have to seek diligently and research. And I think that is something very important. Okay, from verse 12 down, it says, try and prove over and over and over that we will prove ourselves to God by being how we act through adversity and through trial and that in verse 23, if we do it patiently and revile not again, we will be rewarded. And one of the things that I love as it goes through, it talks about one time if you do it and you um, don't revile back, that With no revenge, you will be rewarded. Second time, a hundredfold. Third time, fourfold. And I don't know what the difference is of a hundredfold and fourfold. It seems backward. And as a math person, I should know that, but I don't know. So fourfold has to be more than a hundredfold. And then you get the um, that it will be blessed if they forgive to the third and fourth generation. And then it talks about the forgiveness. If the enemy comes and um, ask for forgiveness and you um, you forgive them, you will be blessed. And if they ask again a second time, if you forgive, you will be blessed. And the third time and then it goes on and on. And that God will bless you. And that um, he will fight your battles for you if you come to him and petition him. If they do not stop and if they do not ask for forgiveness, that he will fight the battle And I love that because I trust him so much more than I trust myself. And one of the things my mom brought up in um, Come Follow Me is she said it reminded me of Nephi who went several times to Laban and asked for the plates. And she said at least three. And then he warned him. And then the God fought the battle for him and took it into his own hands and Laban was killed. And I thought that was a really good example. I had thought of Abinadi and I thought, I don't know if he had a family. We don't know in the scriptures, but I bet that his posterity, hopefully he had some, was blessed to the third and fourth generation. And so I really loved that. Um... I thought of Elder Uchdorf's conference talk years ago. He was giving a talk and I was really praying um, to forgive some things that had happened to me. And he talked about not pretended offenses, offenses, excuse me, I said that word, offenses, but that if we choose to forgive, that the Lord will bless us and give us the strength to do that. And I loved that so much because I felt like right when he said that, the Lord was speaking to me. I know it's real. I know you were hurt. I know that you're not making this up. But if you will forgive, I will bless you. And I just think of these pioneers and their patience. And the thought that comes to me is that we are that third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh generation who has so been blessed by what they gave up and what they did for us. And it has to bring them so much joy to see how blessed we have been because of their efforts and how much greater would be their joy if we honored what they did by our living the gospel and by our being examples and spreading the gospel and gathering more valiantly, standing with God to honor what they have done for us. And I love that. Um, I'm trying to look. Here's one more. These things I have spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I just love that we can trust that God is fighting all things for our good, working all things for our good. It talked about, it gave reference to Job. And I love the quote that Job says to his wife when she is so upset about all and tries to get him and his friends try to get him to turn from God. And Job says, the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil? Though he slay me yet, I will trust in him. And I think of our temple covenants that we promise to do all that we can And I don't want to give it exactly, but to give all to the Lord, to put him first, to lay our all on the altar. And how many examples do we have in the scriptures and now this of people who did that very thing? So if we want to be with him and we want to live with him, and I'll tell you, I will always ask my students, who's the person you most want to meet when you get to heaven besides Jesus Christ? And they will say, and mine is Amulek. And if I expect to go up to Amulek and say, you were my hero, you impacted me so much, then I have to hope I live a life excuse me, where he came first. And he knew that he came first. That is the goal. I so hope you know the Lord loves you. And more than that, oh, and that the gospel's true. But most of all, that the Lord loves you. I said that backwards. Most of all, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.